Welcome back to another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. At the time of recording, we are just on the other side of Valentine's Day, a day many spend celebrating love between each other. I too celebrated the love I share with my husband, Corey, but every year I also like to remind you and myself that outside of the love you share with others is the very special, important kind of love that you share with yourself. And although I think self-love is important for so many reasons, I would like to discuss a more practical reason self-love is important, specifically how your confidence shows up in your bank account. So today we are talking about three ways self-love can make you richer. Let's jump in. Hey, my name is Jessica Tolar and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and used that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. From waking in a rush to launching into back-to-back meetings until lunch, which you eat while digging through endless emails, to urgent afternoon calls and pings from coworkers and management telling you that they needed this or that yesterday, does that about sum up your day? Not too long ago, I had that same schedule. I remember working my corporate job day after day thinking, my life feels completely out of my control. But since then, I've realized a key mistake I was making is that I thought by investing everything I had into my work, specifically everyone else's needs at my job, that I would perform well and hit goals like getting promoted and consistent pay raises. And maybe you're the same. But what does any of that matter if you're not investing in being the best version of yourself? Your health, knowledge, and mindset are worth their weight in gold, and you are more likely to make more money anyway if you are healthy, clear-minded, and constantly learning. Yet, only a few of us make self-investment a priority. Ready to change that? Download my free guide to see five ways to start investing in yourself, actionable things you can do to prioritize you. You can access your guide at jessicatolar.com slash selflove. That's jessicatoller.com slash self-love. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. All right, before we jump in, it is time for my quick two-minute segment, Expats in El Salvador. So overall, this past week was pretty standard. However, we did take one special trip, which I'll focus on in this segment. So back in November, El Salvador inaugurated a new national library in its capital, San Salvador. And the president said this new national library was the biggest cultural investment in the last century of El Salvadoran history and is now considered not only a new cultural landmark for the country, but a legacy for new generations. 
So on Saturday afternoon, our curiosity got the best of us, and we went to see what it was all about. We invited our neighbor Oscar, as well as his wife and their two kids, to come along as well. After first checking out the street market and getting some fruit and tamales for lunch, the six of us climbed the stairs to the big new modern building and after a short wait were admitted inside. I believe in total there were about six levels that we explored with different themes on each level. The first level was for infants, the second for toddlers, and it went up from there topping off with the sixth level being for teenagers complete with video games, which I'll talk about in a second. Although my personal favorite was the Harry Potter exhibit, complete with a recreation of Platform 9 and 3 quarters and other notable hallmarks from the books, we spent most of our time playing Legos since Oscar's kids are ages 8 and 3. When his son wanted to play video games, they went to the administration desk to learn how to sign up for our turn and found out that to earn 30 minutes of video games, you must first read a book of their choosing for 30 minutes and then answer questions to prove that you actually read it. Since I was initially shocked to see video games inside a library, I loved learning that there was this method in place to encourage reading first to earn time on the video game, and also that the video game time was not unlimited. After the library, we wandered around the square for a while where I enjoyed seeing the National Palace of El Salvador, where President Bukele recently gave his acceptance speech. We plan to return to the National Palace soon because, as I understand it, it serves as a museum for El Salvador's history. So that was the highlight of our week, and that closes out this segment of Expats in El Salvador. So let's get into this week's episode on three ways self-love can make you richer. All right, so I want to preface that the entire idea behind today's conversation is that self-love often leads to increased confidence. So whether you practice self-love by affirmations, exercise, healthy eating, journaling, intentional reading, therapy, massage, or something else, by taking the time to prioritize yourself and your well-being, you are telling your subconscious, I am important and I am a priority in my life. That alone is powerful. In a world where it's so easy to prioritize other people's needs above your own, especially if you're a natural people pleaser or an introvert like me, making time in your busy schedule to put all those other people aside and allow the spotlight of your life to linger on you for a while, that does something to your psyche. It tells your psyche that you are just as important, if not more important than all the other people you prioritize in your life. And if you're a mom, that includes your kids. Remember, it is not selfish to think so because you cannot be the best mom possible unless you are taking care of yourself too. So again, the idea here is that self-care leads to increased confidence. And in turn, increased confidence leads to higher levels of success. In different forms, yes, but here today we are talking about financial success. In fact, one study suggests that those with higher self-esteem make anywhere from 7,000 to 28,000 more than their less confident peers every year. If you fall into the quote-unquote less confident bucket, that means that over a 40-year career, you would be looking at $280,000 to $1.12 million in lost earnings. So let's talk about why. Why is that? Here are three ways that confidence can make you more money. Number one, 
Confidence makes you seem competent and trustworthy. Okay? Think about it. Have you ever snuck into some place that you're not supposed to be? Think back to your younger, more wild years. There was always that one friend that said, just act like you're supposed to be here. Everything's fine. Well, my husband is still that kid, and this happened to us just recently when we wanted to check out a hotel in Guatemala, of which we were not guests. So instead of looking at our feet and meekly asking for permission to look around the hotel, in which case I'm sure they would have told us it's for guests only, we strolled in with our heads held high, made direct eye contact with the doorman and with the front desk people, asked everyone how they were doing, and kept right on walking. And guess what? Nobody bothered us. We spent several hours just wandering around the hotel property, and it was a big hotel, okay? So the term fake it till you make it comes to mind, but the point is this. Whether you're at work or crashing a wedding or sneaking into a hotel, if you are confident, others are more likely to trust you. You appear to know what you're doing, so they're more likely to think that you know what you're doing too. Now, let me be clear. I am not saying to lie at work. 1,000% do not do that. But I am saying that if you give off an air like you know what you're doing, make direct eye contact, be proactive, don't hesitate or avoid, freely admit fault, speak up, etc. So even in the moments when you do not know what you're doing, if you are behaving in that way, others will still see you as competent and trustworthy. They'll have confidence in you to figure it out and you will have their respect. And people who are respected, those are the kinds of people who get promoted, pay increases, and other opportunities. Number two, confidence is a leadership trait. Look around you. At your job, yes, but also around the world. Would you agree that most people in positions of power exude an air of confidence? I certainly would. I see it in my life every day, and I saw it too when I was in corporate. World leaders, politicians, celebrities, CEOs, the entire leadership team. The vast majority of these people are either confident or they know how to fake confidence really, really well. And between you and me, it's likely the former because typically success follows confidence and not the other way around. What's something else that world leaders, politicians, celebrities, CEOs, and the entire leadership team have in common? Financial abundance. Confidence is a leadership trait. It gets you noticed and it makes people in positions of power think of you whenever opportunities arise. Confidence can help you become a leader yourself, and usually with positions of leadership comes some form of financial gain as well. And number three, confidence actually makes you more effective. According to Hive.com, confidence and effectiveness go hand in hand. And that's great news because not only do you appear more competent to others when you're confident, which we talked about earlier, but you actually become more so. From less overthinking to better decision-making to more action and greater drive, confidence at work can produce a large overall impact. It's kind of like a snowball. You quit overthinking, so you start taking more action, which feels great, so your drive increases. 
as your drive increases, you experience more and more things. Maybe you try new projects, your decision-making improves, and in the end, you become more effective overall. It's a win-win across the board. Now, can you imagine what happens to the type of person who is incredibly effective at work, who is not only incredibly effective but makes great decisions, is quick because you don't overthink things, and has great drive to take action? Again, it is that type of person who gets the promotion, who gets the raise, and who gets additional opportunities, financial and otherwise. Look, here's the big picture. Confidence not only feels incredible, but it can produce real-life, tangible financial results like we've talked about here. But remember, where does confidence begin? It all starts with prioritizing self-love making dedicated space in your schedule to take care of yourself and being proactive about investing the time and money into yourself through things that you know will increase your confidence. This can be as simple as blocking your calendar to ensure that you get an appropriate lunch break each day so that you have time to let your mind rest and reflect on the things that matter to you and not to your employer. Maybe listening to an empowering podcast or reading a self-help book. There are tons of options, but before you do any of them, you must first decide that you are going to make yourself a priority in your life. Everything else stems from there. Not too long ago, I too had a frantic corporate schedule where I had back-to-back meetings, a thousand emails, and pings from coworkers on the company chat every five minutes. My life felt totally out of control, and there certainly did not seem to be any time left for me to prioritize myself. So I made a change and my life transformed as a result. And as I look back on the biggest shifts that led me away from a life where I put everyone else's needs before my own to prioritizing my needs and growing my confidence, there are five key things that helped me the most. And as your next step, I have packaged them up for you inside my free guide, five ways to invest in yourself, actionable things that you can do to prioritize you. I'll link to the guide inside the show notes for this episode at jessicatolar.com slash 042. No matter how you feel about yourself in this moment, no matter what your life looks like, and if it feels insane to imagine a future where you are this insanely confident person at work and in life, remember, confidence is like a muscle. You work it little by little, and slowly over time, it grows until suddenly things look exactly as you imagined. So decide how you're going to invest in yourself and your self-care. Remember why it's so important for that to be a priority, and inch by inch, every single day, just keep going. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Goodbye July podcast, and until next time, work less, live more and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatoller.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would, share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.